Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10. Now, one of the things that people have kind of kidded with me about for a number of years is that I'm kind of an old soul. I'm an old man trapped in a middle-aged body. Um, But I have a lot of memories from growing up years, and one of the memories I have is of Sunday night services uh, in Steger, Illinois, outside of Chicago, and uh, we would start singing. And, and I don't know if Sister Kidder is here, and, and she and her husband pastored that church after I had left to go to college, but I don't know if it was like it when there when they were pastoring, but Sunday night seemed to be a little bit more of a, we had preaching, but it was like a singspiration kind of time. So it wouldn't be, you know, two or three songs, and then we'd get to the preaching. It might be four or five or six songs. And the choir would sing, and every once in a while, it wasn't often, but every once in a while, a guest was in, in the service, and they had a good voice, and the pastor would kind of ease up next to him and say, hey, would you be prepared to sing here in just a minute? By the way, if you're a guest here, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going to have you sing this morning. But I, I distinctly remember some of those songs. They still echo in my head, even on this Sunday morning, all these years later. And I want you to help me sing. If you know this song, I want you to help me sing this. Some of you will remember this. I am blessed. How many know this song? I am blessed every day that I live. Oh, every day that I live, I am blessed. Wake up in the morning, sing it. Oh, when I wake up in the morning, or I lay my head to rest, or I lay my head, I am blessed. Sing it, I am blessed. Oh, I am blessed. That's a simple song for those of you that never heard it. Let's sing it again. Oh, I am blessed. This is my testimony today. Oh, I am blessed every day that I live. Oh, every day that I live, I I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning, Oh, when I wake up in the morning, or I lay my head to rest, oh, I am blessed. Oh, I, I think we need to sing it one more time. Come on, let's fill this sanctuary with praise. Oh, I. Sing it as a praise to the Lord. I am blessed. Oh, yes, I am. Every day that I live, I am blessed. Sing it when I wake up in the morning. When I wake up. 
until I lay my head to rest. I am blessed. Oh, I am blessed. Lord, in the next few minutes, I pray you'd fill this place with your presence as the word goes forth. Let the faith of God fill this house. Let the faith of God and the faith that we have be mixed with the word of the Lord to produce something beyond our ability today, Lord. I thank you for bringing all of our attention together to what you want to say to this church on this Sunday morning, Lord. For that, I'm going to thank you and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. One verse of scripture, Proverbs chapter 10. And verse number 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Let me read that one more time. The blessing of the Lord. Everyone say, the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. You know what, I'm going to tell you something. That, that, that right there, well, as preachers said, that will preach right there. And we'll see. We'll, prove, we'll see if that's true here in just a couple of moments. But most of what you and I get in this world that is wonderful, it's a blessing, it's, it's positive, there's always a catch. There's always another side. There's always something. And it may not be big, but there's always a, a secondary effect. But here's what the scripture says. When God blesses us, and when the Lord blesses us, when the blessing of the Lord comes in our life, it makes us rich and there is no bad side effect. There's no sorrow that comes with it. There's no negative thing that comes with it. How many feel blessed today? How many on this Sunday morning you feel blessed? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I want to preach about the blessing of the Lord. Look at someone and say, you're blessed. And then you may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you. I woke up this morning, and I had a roof over my head. I had health in my body. I had people who love me nearby. I had food to eat. It wasn't the most nutritious food, but it was food. <laughs> Clean water to drink. That's a blessing. I had a job. Actually, I have several jobs. I had some money to transact business and support my family. I had a vehicle right out there. I have a sound mind. Amen. I remember us singing, talk about old songs. I remember us singing, I woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on Jesus. How many remember that song? Do I have anybody in here, you know what it is to be thankful to just wake up in the morning with your mind? Well, it stayed on Jesus. You're just glad to have a sound mind. I have eyesight. I can see with my eyes. I can hear with my ears. I have limbs that function. I have peace in my life that only God himself could give me. I have salvation for the eternal part of me, which is my soul. I have a church that I can call home today. I have a church family. I have many, many friends from one border 
of this country to the other and literally around the world. I have forgiveness for my past. What a blessing that is. I have freedom from enslaving habits. On this Sunday morning, I have strength for today and I have hope for tomorrow. I have an opportunity in a free country to worship God with brothers and sisters in Christ and guests and friends that have assembled together. I have a personal testimony of God's continuing forgiveness, God's continuing grace, and God's continuing goodness in my life. Now, here's what I believe. I believe I am looking this morning at a bunch of folk in this church that are blessed by God. I believe that. I believe if truth be told, you and I could have a blessathon in this house. We could take the next two, three, four hours and stand up one right after the other and say, you think you're blessed? You haven't seen how God has blessed me. I woke up this morning. I have liberty in my spirit this morning. I have the privilege to worship God. I am blessed today. I'm blessed. The word blessing literally means a gift, a present, special mercy, special favor, special benefit. I want somebody on this midway point of this year to understand that inherent within God's nature is his commitment to give gifts. It's a part of God's nature. God loves to bless. In fact, I'll say it like this. God is a blessing God. Amen. Feels good in this house. I feel like I got some preaching in the house today. So let me just preach it. God is not stingy today. Ready? I'm going to just hit it right between. God is not inherently mad this morning. I'm going to say that one more time for the sour folks in the house right now. God is not inherently mad at us. God is full of grace. He told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. You got a thorn in the flesh? You got something you need rid of? I might not every time remove the thorn in the flesh, but I will give you the grace to make it through with the thorn. I'll show up when you don't think you can go on and give you the grace that you need. His grace is sufficient. He is a God who is abundant in mercy. Ephesians 2 verse 4. Through Paul to the Ephesians, this God is rich in mercy. Psalm 136, his mercy endures forever. I want to preach to a prodigal that used to serve the Lord. A little bit cold in your spirit on this Sunday morning. His mercy endures forever. You say, I don't think God could ever take me back. Listen, it's not about what we think God will do. It's about who he is. And according to his own word, he said, my mercy endures forever. So if I let him down 10 times, he'll forgive me 11 times. If I let him down a thousand times, he'll forgive me a thousand and one times. Because his mercy endures 
forever. Is there anybody in the house? You're glad God didn't give up on you. God didn't throw you away. He didn't say enough is enough. You're banished from my praise. Is there anybody in the house that's just a little bit thankful on Sunday morning that he kept on coming for us and he kept on reaching for us and he kept on ministering to us? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. We're blessed today. Now, sometimes we have to, we have to get this in our thinking. We've got to get it in our, our brain, in our spirit. And sometimes we have to see how blessed we are by checking out how other people view our life. Because sometimes we are our worst critic. We are our worst enemy. We wake up with this convoluted idea of God that he's just a big bully up in heaven with a club just waiting on us to mess up. Listen, I'm not preaching sloppy right now. I'm preaching the the word of God right now. He is not some big cosmic bully in heaven. The Bible says, I want to just say it again, his mercy will endure forever. That means as often as we can find an altar and bend a knee and cry out to God, his mercy is there for us. His grace is there for us. But sometimes we got to see it the way other people see it. In Genesis chapter 24 and verse number 35, Abraham's servant is going to find a spouse for Isaac. And when he gets to the master's house, here was his testimony about Abraham. Here, Here it was. Abraham's not even there. He's just reporting kind of the biography of his master's life. And he says this, The Lord has blessed my master greatly. He has become great and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and servants and camels and donkeys and a child in his old age. In other words, I need you to know something about my master. He has been blessed by God. God has shown up in his life and given him everything that he has. I want you to hear this right now. It was Abraham's servant that declared this. The one who served Abraham, the one who looked at Abraham, the one that witnessed the provision of God, sometimes it would be good, and especially halfway through a year, to get somebody else's perspective of how blessed I really am. If I can't believe it for myself, get someone to start talking about what they see as the blessing of God in my life. Sometimes we got to see things the way other people. He is blessed. I want you to know. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play the part of Abraham's servant right now. And I'm preaching to Abraham right now. And I'm preaching to the master right now. And I'm saying, if you could see those people in Cabot. If you could see how blessed they are. Some of them don't have a whole lot of strength. 
Some of them don't have a whole lot of strength in their body, but every single week I see them walk into the house of God and lift up sometimes a frail hand, sometimes a strong hand, but they're in the, they are blessed. I want you to know how blessed those people at New Life in Cabot are. I want you to know how blessed they are. They have been telling me about the blessings on the jobs and the blessings in their families and the blessings in their relationship. They are a blessed people. I want the devil to hear it this morning. I realize I'm blessed. I realize you are blessed. There is a blessing on this house. Come on, I think we need to take a time out and praise him right now. I feel a praise coming up in my spirit today. Come on, it doesn't have to all be emotion, but I feel a praise coming up. In my spirit, you are blessed, New Life Church. You are blessed, saint of God. You are blessed, friend and guest that's here today, just to be in the house of the Lord. Everybody shout and say, I'm blessed. I want to try to live my life through the lens of blessing. Amen. Through the lens of blessing. So I'll just cut to the chase and tell you where I'm headed in this sermon. I got some points to make, and maybe the Lord will help me to make them here today. But I'm going to cut to the chase and tell you where I'm headed. I am not headed to a conclusion of this sermon where we come and beg God for anything. No, there will be time for that. There will be, there'll be, there'll be petition altar calls. There will be times that we come and we lift our hands to the Lord and we're asking God for this. But you know what? It is good ever so often to just put the petition aside. And enter into his presence with nothing else to do than just to praise him for his blessings in our life. I want someone to get in your car this afternoon when we get done with this service. And I want it to be like a waterfall that just issues out of your spirit. That I'm blessed. On July 3rd, I am so blessed today. I know I've got things that I wish I could change. Hey, I do too. I got family that still need saved. I got people's bodies that still need healing. But guess what? In the midst of all of that, I'm not going to shortchange my worship and shortchange my praise. But I'm going to remember how blessed I am today. And so from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, his name will be praised. His name will be exalted. I will use my voice to praise him. Amen. So I, I have to ask this question as I study through the blessing of the Lord. I have to ask this question. Why are we blessed? Why, why are we blessed? Well, first of all, I think the scripture is very clear. We are God's children and the Father loves to bless his children. Let me give you a Bible for this. James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So he is showing us off as the crown of all of his creatures. I want you to notice what James said, brothers and sisters. He said every good gift, not just some good gifts, not just 50% of the, every good gift, but every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. 
and comes down from the Father of lights. There is no variation in him. There is no shadow of turning in him. There is no on day, off day, good day, bad day, gracious God, stingy God day with him. He is a God who is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is a giving God. And we are his children and the Father loves to bless his children. Oh, I want someone to get this in your spirit today. This blessing purely comes from God's nature of goodness and his love for us. Hear me, New Life Church. There are some things in our life that we don't get them because of who we are. And we do not get them because of our accomplishments. We receive them simply because of the nature of our Heavenly Father who gives them. He loves us, so he blesses us. He loves us, we are his children, and so he blesses us. So it is in the nature of our Heavenly Father to bless his children. It is. Now, the reason why I want to just stay here for just a minute is because it is so easy in Christianity to descend into a transactional type of relationship with God. That if I do this, he'll do this. And if I do this... He'll do this. And if I do this and these two things, he'll do these two things. And if we're not careful, are there some promises that are attached to conditions? Yes, that's in scripture. But do you know there are also some things that you and I have benefited from that none of us did anything to deserve? Not one thing. There was not one of us this morning that when our eyes opened up, we said, Breathe. Not a one of us. There wasn't a one of us in this room right now that laying on that bed, however comfortable or uncomfortable it was, had to jumpstart ourselves to start breathing. But God in his mercy and God in his goodness and God in his grace put breath in us this morning. And he put enough resolve in us to get up, get dressed, Get to the house. You know what that is? That's a heavenly father that loves us so much. He will give us blessings that have nothing to do with who we are, but everything to do with who he is. Everybody say, I'm blessed. So I'm blessed today because he's my heavenly father. And I'm his child. Amen. Secondly, we are blessed because we've endured temptation. James chapter number 1 and verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Everybody? If you've got your Bible, if you're, you're honing in, you're taking notes, look right up here. Just set your Bible down and look right up here. We are not simply blessed because we've gone through some things. Because <laughs> if that was the case, there's some folk in this house, you, you would be so blessed. And I don't say that actually funny. Because you've been through some stuff that some of us look back and say, oh my goodness, I don't see how in the world 
you've gone through that. But we are not blessed, according to Scripture, just simply because we've gone through some stuff. We are blessed when we choose to trust to God's hand as we go through the trial. This is what enduring temptation is all about. So notice what, what the scripture says here. James doesn't say blessed is the man who endures trials. No, he says blessed is the man that endures temptation. The inference is you're going through something. But the, 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 the blessing comes when you endure the temptation to get a wrong attitude when I'm going through it. Do I have a witness in the house? We go through some stuff. And we, then we go through something else. And it doesn't seem like the something else is resolved yet. And something else is on the way. I heard people say it comes in threes. Well, I wish it only came in threes sometimes. What's the temptation? The temptation is to get off in the corner and complain about my plot in life. The temptation is to charge God foolishly. I must have done something wrong. I really believe what my daddy told me 50 years ago. I'm really worth nothing. I, I, I'm just going to give up. The temptation just to give up or to abandon my faith. But to endure means to remain, to not flee. To endure temptation means to remain through the test of integrity and not flee when your virtue is being examined and tested. I choose to say, Lord, I don't understand. By the way, there's nothing wrong with telling God you don't understand what you're going through. But I refuse to charge God foolishly and somehow believe that he's abandoned me when I have no precedent that he's ever abandoned me. He's been with me every step of the way. He's walked with me when I wasn't faithful to him, but he's been there with me. And I will refuse. I will refuse to complain today. I will refuse to let temptation overwhelm me to charge God foolishly. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman that endures temptation. I look at my circumstance through a blessing lens. Is this making sense to somebody today? Thirdly, why are we blessed? We are blessed when we position ourselves before God to be blessed. Amen. Uh, When I wrote that note down, typed it in, I looked at, and I'm going to get a sneak peek behind the curtain here of Tim Gaddy's life. Sister Mary, when I, when, I, when I typed that, I looked at that, and in my flesh I thought, well, that's the most obvious statement in all the world. Nobody in the church is going to go, oh, that's a revelation. But how many of you know, sometimes it's good to be reminded that the blessing of God is not some arbitrary lottery. Oh, I wish I was blessed like Brother Thomas. Man, Brother Thomas, I'm so glad you're here today. Wish I was blessed like Brother B.J. Thomas. Boy, he's got the blessing of God all over his life. But I'll tell you what it is. It's it's that last name, Thomas. It's the fact that his his kids are living for that. That's why he's blessed. And as long as I can sequester the blessing of God in excuses then I will never truly 
feel the blessing of God in my life. But there are individuals who are getting this right now. When I position myself in accordance with God's word, that there are certain times and places that God honors my position and he pours blessing into my life. Why wouldn't I want to position myself? I, I, I don't remember... In, Forgive me for the forgetfulness here. I don't remember if this is a song or a statement. So some of y'all can fill me in later on on this. But I heard someone say, maybe a preacher preaches here. I want to be under the spout where the glory comes out. Was that a song, Celinda? Let's make it a song. <laughs> Sister Courtney, work up a song about the glory spout. I want to get under the spout where the glory is coming out. I want to position myself today. Hey, it doesn't happen just because you show up at church for 45 years. It doesn't happen just because you say you're an apostolic, you're a Pentecostal, you're a Christian. It doesn't happen because of labels or titles. It happens when I position myself, I examine God's word, and I get in line with his word. I get in order with his word. It can be for anybody in this house. Anybody, anybody, amen. It is interesting to note in scripture when we talk about this positioning idea that we are blessed by where we don't go and we are blessed by where we do go. And we are blessed by what we don't do and we are blessed by what we do. Say, give me, give me Bible for this. I'm glad you asked. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffer. How many of you know environment really matters? And circle of friends really matters. And here's what the psalmist said. You are blessed when you refuse to walk in the counsel of the, of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And so the psalmist said, there are blessings that come where you don't go certain places and where you do go to certain places. And there are blessings that come when you don't do certain things and then when you do certain the word remaining in manner in this habit of sinners is to, to stay away. The, the, the petition of Scripture is to stay away from that. Flee from that. Paul was speaking to Timothy, his son in the gospel. This is in the epistles, or the New Testament epistles, and here's what he says. He says, flee fornication. How many have ever heard that that's in the Bible? Six of you. That's great. It is. It's in the Bible. Tyler, can I use your help for just a second? Okay, I'm going to have you go back and stand by Robert Akers and Brother Hackworth back there at the back. For purposes of this example right here, he is immorality and fornication. Sorry, Tyler. I had to pick someone that's the antithesis of that, so I picked you. So just for purposes of this example, don't, don't read anything into that, brother and sister Thrasher. <laughs> and Reagan, don't, don't get on your brother this afternoon. 
so here's what I'm going to have you do, Tyler. In just a minute, I'll have you walk toward me. Come near me, but don't ever actually get to me, okay? But just follow me, okay? Ready? So this is immorality. This is fornication. This is everything that we ought to not do. Everybody say not do. Okay? Go ahead. Come on. And so here's what the scripture says. Paul speaks and says, flee fornication. So that means you have to have a, an understanding that it's on your tail. It's trying to come at you, and you see it. But you keep a healthy distance between you and it because you understand if you get too close to it, you're, you're going to be worn down and you, ooh, man. No, I'm going to stay away from that. But then we go through life and, and we kind of feel, feel our oats, you know, feel like we're really something and we can get a little closer to it. But, you know, we're not going to give in, but yeah, it's kind of a good look. You know. I better not. My student pastor told me that I shouldn't do that stuff. And, yeah, and then I heard that lesson that Pastor Yanni preached. And he said, you guys, eh, I don't, maybe, no, nah, I better not. And, and, and just over and over and over again, our resistance is worn down. And, uh, and we're, we're getting there. And, sorry, guys, I'm preaching back here. We're so glad you all are here. <laughs> Great to have you guys today. I just came back for a personal welcome to the church here today. But all the while, I see, I see fornication. I see immorality. And, and it's kind of just, you're not really sure. Maybe, I don't know, not really sure. All right, everybody look. Stop right there, Todd. That is, that is not what Paul is teaching. Students, that is not what the Apostle Paul was teaching. Single adults... That is not what the Apostle Paul was teaching. We're going to do it one more time. Go back there, okay? Start again. Thank you. Here is what the Apostle Paul meant. Come on, Tyler. When he said, flee fornication. You're in life. You see it coming. And you're debating. Good morning to some of you. Thank you, Todd. Let me tell you right now. reason why I wanted to get somebody's attention here is because you are blessed when you refuse to stay where trouble is. But when I say it might look strange to somebody else, but I got to get out of there. I can't stay there. I got to move out of that place of temptation. We are blessed by where we go and where we don't go. We're blessed by what we do and what we don't do. Come on, New Life Church. It's not rocket science. You don't have to have a college degree. We've got to position ourselves for the blessing of God to be poured out. Oh, how many times, how many times, and I'm preaching to the saints right now, how many times do you have to hear that if we will give, God will bless us. If we will prioritize him in our tithing, he will bless us. I have seen that come to pass. What is that? That's the positioning underneath the glory spout where his blessing comes out in our life. We position ourselves to be blessed. And every one of us, every single person drawing air in this room can position yourself to be blessed of God. Yes. 
And I'm going to do war against the spirit of the enemy that would try to convince you that it's too far gone for you and you've started and you've stopped too many times. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If you are here and you are hearing this preacher right now, the Lord is calling for us and he's wanting to bless our life. He's wanting to put something in us that no, nothing else can give us. Would you stand with me, please? The blessing of the Lord. It makes us rich. It makes us rich. And you know what? The longer I live, I also know that the blessing of the Lord doesn't have to just be attached to feeling. <laughs> I'm not blessed because I feel blessed. You know, tomorrow morning or Tuesday morning or Thursday morning or Friday morning, whatever it might be, when you open up the word and you start taking a few minutes to read through God's word, his eternal word that he's given, you know what, you start meditating on that word, guess what, you're blessed right then. Regardless of how you feel, you may not have a keyboard player behind you playing good praise music. Brother Jason won't have the drums set up in your office at the house. You won't have any cheerleading section from the church saying, come on, you can do it. You can do it, John. You can do it. No, you won't have. But you know what? I'm, a, I'm meditating in his word. Day and night, I'm getting into his word. And what am I doing? I'm positioning myself to be blessed by God. Can I just invite you to come and, and fill up the front of this altar area? And we're going to pray together before we are dismissed. Just come from all over. Guests, people that call this your church, you're welcome. You don't have to be a member of this church to respond right now. Come on. I am blessed. Oh, I am blessed. Every day. That I live, I am blessed. Oh, when I wake up in the morning, till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Yes, I'm blessed. Here's how we'll finish this service today. If you would like to just, from the word of God, receive what God says to his people. I understand what I'm fixing to read is in the book of Deuteronomy. And in context, it was the man of God speaking to the children of Israel. But there are principles. Listen, trust me when I tell you. There are principles that are across the testaments. There are principles that go across the time span of Old Testament and New Testament. So let me just from God's word speak a blessing over this church right now. If you want to receive that blessing, would you just posture yourself, perhaps like this, say, God, I'm ready to receive the blessing of the Lord. 
The word of the Lord says to us today, if you obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and you will be blessed in the country. You will be blessed when you come in and you will be blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven directions. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and in everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people. As he promised you an oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, then all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the works of your hands. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. The word of the Lord would come from the Apostle Peter and say, You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained the mercy of God. If you receive that blessing from the Lord, say, God, I receive it right now. I receive that blessing from Your Word right now, Lord. I'm going to walk in that blessing this week, Lord. I'm going to walk in the word of the Lord. I'm not going to hang my head, Lord. But I'm realizing today how blessed I am. How blessed I am, oh God. How blessed I am, Lord. Praise God. Help us. Let's sing it one more time. Come on, let's make it ring today. Oh, yes, I am blessed. Come on, let's make it ring across this sanctuary. Yes, I, I am so blessed. Every day, every day that I live, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When I wake up in the morning, or I lay my head to rest. I went through a period of time in my life and I will just confess this as a fault of mine. I asked the Lord to forgive me that when I would say to someone, how are you doing? And they would say back to me something like this, well, I'm blessed. I went through a time in my life when I thought that was a quippy little statement. It's kind of a throwaway statement, like an ignoring of what's going on in life. And, and, and I had to ask the Lord to forgive me for that because you know what? There is no truer statement in all the world then if someone asks you how you're doing, I'm blessed. 
I don't, Brother Thomas, have to give them a laundry list of every prayer request that hasn't been answered yet. I've got time to petition God for that, and I'm not preaching that we don't ask God for things. But at the core of my life is the blessing of God. I'm going to tell you something. If God withdrew his blessing from my life right now, I would have nothing to complain about because I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Lord, go with this great church. Be with us this week, Lord. Thank you for your blessing in our life. I, as a pastor, I see the blessing of the Lord on this church, and I want to say thank you for that, Lord. I see the blessing of the Lord on the families of this church, the individuals of this church. People connected with this church, Lord, and I say thank you for that. Go with us this week, I pray, Lord. Bring us back safely to worship you this midweek. Give us safety tomorrow as we're with our families. and Give us a great July 4th, Lord, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Wednesday night, great midweek worship, summer nights. Come and join us for a great time of fellowship. Greet some folks on the way out. Tell them how blessed you are today. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Uh -huh.